Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, many times people say, well, I don't know why that happened to a good Christian. He's a preacher. Well, he's got to learn to listen to his spirit, just like you've got to learn to listen to your spirit. And, and then they lay it off on God, said God did it. Well, now you see, if he had listened like he said to me, if I had listened to that inward something, that, 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 that inward intuition, I just had an intuition that, that something's about to happen, I would just wait a little bit and prayed. But instead of that, I'm busy, so I don't have time to pray. Sometimes preachers don't have time to pray. They should, but they don't. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagin. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. I said, Mama, I thought you already had enough problems. Me bed fast. I've been knowing that myself for several days. I knew it by an inward witness, an, an inward intuition. I said, he's not in jail. He's not in that kind of trouble. It's his physical life that's in danger. Now, how did I know that by an inward witness? Not revelation now like the word of knowledge brings, but an inward witness. And I said, I've already prayed and, and he, he'll make it. He's all right. His life will be spared. Don't bother about it. I've already got the answer. Well, I didn't know how to get the answer on healing right then. It was a year later before I was healed, but I knew some things, praise God. You see, and God will meet you as far as your faith goes. Well, now then, about another three days, he came in, in the nighttime. And uh, the reason he came in in the nighttime, he had, uh, you know, 17-year-old boy, we're talking about 1933, no work, you know, men standing around on the streets, the Great Depression days, you know. He decided he'd go down, you know, into the Rio Grande Valley to see if he could find some work, and he didn't find any. So the, the, a lot of people know it was riding the hobos, they call them, riding the rails in those days. And he was riding the freight train back out of the valley, Rio Grande Valley, back up to Dallas, you see, and the freight train come right on through McKinney. A lot of trains running in those days. And they still burned coal in those days. And so down around Waxahachie, between, uh, or between Corsicana, Corsicana is 50 miles south of Dallas, between Corsicana and Dallas, see a railroad bull, as they call him, a railroad detective, knocked him in the head, you see, knocked him off of that train that's going 50, 60 miles an hour. And, and he went sailing down the track, and in those days, because they burned coal, they'd just put the cinders on, instead of gravel or something along the track, you see, of the, the cross tie. And he hit those cinders, you see, and just went scooting on his back, and it tore his, his, his shirt completely off of him, and his back, you see, was just scratched and black, you see, and tore the seat of his britches out. <laughs> well, he lay out there by the thing, you know, but wouldn't it hadn't broken his back? Would have, we hadn't known about it, by an inward witness and prayed. And he laid out there in the ditch, you know, and came to after a while. And he crawled back up under some things, you see. But then he didn't get out and expose himself because in those days we had laws of indecency, you know. And with no shirt on and with the seat of his pants out, they would arrest him. Now then, they'd probably prayed him up and down the front street, you see. (laughs) 
Amen. That's the truth about the matter, you see. And so therefore, for that reason, he would only move at nighttime where he wouldn't be seen. So he walked the railroad, you see, stayed off the streets. At nighttime, he'd walk up the railroad because he knew the railroad come right on through Dallas and right on up to McKinney, north of Dallas, see. In the daytime, he'd lie out under trees in the field and it's a time of year that he could get a hold of some fruit, peaches or something, you know, and eat it, you know. And So he got in in the nighttime, put him to bed, and he was all right in a few days. But if we hadn't known about that, by an inward witness, see, we were not spirit-filled Christians. But we were Christians. We did have the witness of the spirit that we're children of God, and we had a witness in our spirit that something's wrong. An inward intuition. Are you listening to me now? And every Christian ought to have that. I didn't have that because as a preacher, because I wasn't a preacher then. I was just a 15-year-old boy, almost 16, on the bed of sickness. My mother didn't have that because she's a preacher, because she was never a preacher. She had that because she was a Christian. This is something Christians should have. This is something Christians should develop. We should develop our spirits. We haven't done it. Minister friend of mine said to me, a full gospel minister, I held him in a number of revival meetings. Now, he had had in his, uh, in, in a brief period of time, over less than 10 years' time, he had had three serious automobile accidents. People had been killed. Actually, his wife was almost killed. Just by the mercy of God that raised her up. And he was uh, seriously injured but touched by the hand of God. And cars completely, completely demolished. I mean, just, 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 you know, had to be replaced 100%. Well, I was teaching along some of these lines, not because, you know, of that. But he said to me, he said, uh, you know, Brother Hagin, he said, oh, every one of those could have been avoided if I'd listened to that inward intuition. You see, many times people say, well, I don't know why that happened to a good Christian. He's a preacher. Well, he's got to learn to listen to his spirit, just like you've got to learn to listen to your spirit. And, and then they lay it off on God, said God did it. Well, now you see, if he had listened, like he said to me, if I would listened to that inward something, that, 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 that inward intuition, I just had an intuition. That, that something's about to happen, I would just wait a little bit and prayed. But instead of that, I'm busy, so I don't have time to pray. Sometimes preachers don't have time to pray. They should, but they don't. They're just like you, you know. See? They're not superhuman. They're just still human. We get so busy. Instead of waiting, many times if we'd wait, God would have showed us, you see. And we could have avoided a lot of things. Well, let's don't harp about the past and moan groan about the past failures I'll tell you what let's do about it let's just take advantage of the opportunity and see to it that it doesn't happen again Amen. glory to God because you can't do anything about that it's gone anyhow began to develop our spirits and learn to listen to them now then as I said the Holy Spirit is in your spirit abiding in your spirit he communicates with you through your mind? No, through your spirit. It is your spirit 
that picks these things up from the Holy Spirit and then pass it on to your mind by an inward intuition or an inward witness. Let's notice some things that Jesus said concerning the Holy Spirit. John the 14th chapter and the 23rd verse. If a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Now you know as well as I know as he goes on talking here that he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit that's coming. Jesus and the Father in the person of the Holy Spirit comes to abide in us. Now Jesus literally with a, with a flesh and bone body because after his resurrection when he appeared to the disciples and they said it's a spirit he said handle me a spirit hath not flesh and bone so he, in his resurrected body he has a flesh and bone body is seated at the right hand of the father and yet the Bible talks about Christ in you the hope of glory you see the reason he's in us is because the spirit's in us now then Paul said, writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? Now notice this. And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now again, in 2 Corinthians 6.16, Paul said, or I like to say it this way, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul said, Ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. And I will walk in them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Now let's read those three verses together again. John 14, 23, 1 Corinthians 316, 2 Corinthians 616. Jesus said, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Another translation said, We'll come and live with him. Hallelujah. Another translation said, We'll come and make our home in him. The home's where you live. See? All right. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? For the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Again, ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I'll be their God. They shall be my people. I don't know whether we've ever plumbed the depth of what that's really saying yet. I will dwell in them. Another translation said, I'll live in them. Therefore, if God is dwelling in us, God is dwelling in us. And he said, I'll dwell in them. I'll live in them. I'll be their God. I'll walk in them. Therefore, if God is dwelling in us, then that's where he's going to speak to us. 
where he is in our hearts. That's where he's going to speak. Does the Holy Ghost condemn you if you do wrong as a Christian? No. No. Here's something we need to learn. We never learned yet because we've been taught wrong. It is your spirit that condemns you. The Holy Spirit will not condemn you. Now why? Because God won't. You know, you read over in Romans, you know, said Paul writing to the church at Rome, you know, said, who is it condemned? Does God condemn? No, it's God the justified. No, I found out that even if you do wrong, the Holy Spirit in me shows me the way out. He comforts me. He helps me. He doesn't condemn me. No, you see, it is your spirit. It's your conscience. It's the voice of your spirit that condemns you when you missed it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book, Where is God in My Store? by Ken Hagan and the CD series, How to Live Worry-Free, also by Ken Hagan. Both are just $19.95. Call now and get this offer at this special price. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. It's not too early to start talking about May 4th through 7th, right. we're going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So get ready for that. If you're in that area, come and see yes. us there at Summit Church. All right. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.